0: Welcome to the Nest Podcast, a podcast that recognizes your struggles as a parent and offers advice on how to acknowledge your truth as a parent so that you can raise strong, independent children mindfully without losing yourself. I'm your host, Marilyn Medina, an educator, mother of three, and parenting coach. Here, I will challenge you to get to know yourself better, support the trials that arise in parenting, and offer actionable advice that will make the journey with your child in your nest and their departure out of it significantly smoother. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. We are going to talk about mom guilt. Kind of a hot topic, especially right now, um, but something that I'm hearing a lot of as a recurring theme in my conversations with moms. Um, and any mom that says that they haven't felt it is either lying to you or lying to themselves. It is unavoidable and it will eat away at your soul. Think I'm being dramatic? I'm not. Trust me, one of the top things that moms vent to me about or ask for help with is guilt. I even have a ton of guilt about this podcast. Um, I've made it a key value of my time here to be honest and open with all of you about the trials that I have personally had to overcome in parenting along with the research that I've done. And I keep it personal for a few reasons, mainly to keep it real. I am in the trenches alongside of all of you. I don't have all of the answers. Sometimes they wing it and rarely, if ever, do I feel like I have it all together. But every time I put out content, I'm worried that my kids are going to think that I have had an unhappy time raising them or that I've given too much of myself to them. So guilt, there it is. The truth is I do not have all the answers, but I've come a long way in mastering techniques that protect my wholeness from being consumed by my parent hat. That is the lesson that I'm trying to teach my clients. Not that parenting is an unhappy chore, quite the opposite for me. It is the greatest job that I've ever had, but it's hard and it's exhausting. And if you're not careful, it can suck you up. So yes, I know guilt, but I've learned how to flick it and move forward. Before we examine some of the most recurring sources of mom guilt, I want to differentiate between guilt and shame. If you listened to the episode on anxiety with Tim, you heard us discussing this difference. Brene Brown, who is a master at discussing vulnerability, shame, and resilience, has helped make the distinction clear for me. She says guilt is when you have done something that is in her words, bad. I define it as doing something that does not align with who you are. Shame is the belief that you are bad. You are a bad mother, wife, etc. Guilt can be used as a guidepost. It can actually be useful when we recognize that we're having feelings of guilt. We can do a little self check to see what we need to do to realign our actions with our souls. There's nothing good about shame. Shame makes us hurt, makes us feel bad, because it is a personal attack on our true selves, often in the places we are already feeling the least confident. So, shame has got to go. And if we can learn to let it go, we will be so much lighter. So let's talk about some of the main triggers for parent guilt or shame and what you can do about them. The first one that I hear a lot is, it was my choice to have this small person, so I should dedicate all of my time to her, to which I say, bullshit. Um, I used to think that if I wasn't sitting on the floor playing Legos, I was not doing my job. For a while, when I had three littles, I was a stay-at-home mom. I thought my whole job was to entertain them. And I will never forget the time that I was on the phone with my friend who also had littles. And I asked her what she was doing. She said she was reading a magazine. Just sitting there reading a magazine while her children played. Honestly, I thought my job was going to hit the floor. When my kids were little and my husband was the only one working outside the house... I thought it was my sole lot in life to play with the kids and if they were napping or contentedly playing together, I was doing some sort of household chore. Never ever did I imagine picking up a magazine. No wonder I was exhausted all the time. I loved playing with them and we made some pretty amazing forts and built some kick-ass Lego kits and had some fantastic puppet shows. We are very close now. We were then, and I have amazing memories of all the fun that we had. But here's the kicker. No one would have died if I climbed in that fort while they were napping and painted my nails. Guess what else? My husband wouldn't have judged me either. Husbands are pretty good at self-care. Why aren't we? We all read what to expect when you're expecting, right? I don't recall the chapter that said that you must be busy all the time. You must play with your kids or do laundry every second of the day. Again, I must say to alleviate my own guilt that I am not complaining. I loved hanging out with them, but would I have been a more patient mom if I had taken some time to read a good book? No doubt. Remember in the last podcast, I talked about helicopter parenting and how kids need room to strengthen their wings. They need to be able to try to do things on their own, right? They need to try to walk or run or climb or whatever. The same holds true here. They need to try to entertain themselves. If we are their main source of entertainment, what will happen when we absolutely have to take that phone call or pay those bills or whatever? Let's take it a step further. What's going to happen when they're in a relationship and their significant other can't pay attention to them all the time. Let that play out in your mind. As always, I'm not shaming you. If you are 24 seven hanging with your kids, I'm giving you permission to say not right now. They will be okay. I swear it. If you have older kids and you have the means to get away, go. I have a sister who is spontaneous and loves to travel. I am lucky to be her only sister. So guess who gets invited to cool places. When my kids were little, my answer was always, no, I couldn't get away driven by guilt, perhaps, probably. Then one day I said, yes, and we went and I cried and I felt guilty and I worried. And then you know what? I woke up in this amazing little brownstone in Brooklyn and my life changed. I was hooked. I trusted my husband to keep them alive and my parents to help out. And I raced all over Manhattan. Like it was going to disappear in the morning. And when I got home, guess what? They were fine. 100%. No question. Fine. And I've been traveling without them ever since. And with them too. But it's okay if they're not always included. They learned how to fend for themselves, work together, rely on dad a little bit more. And every time I came home, I came home a better parent. Now, Not everyone has a sister that will pack them up and whisk them off, but you could start with an entire day or maybe a weekend, stretch that into a week. Starbucks adds up. Just saying for the amount that my family spends on Starbucks, I could have a pretty nice weekend getaway. Again, this is not because you need to get away from your family. It's because you need to get back to yourself and remember who you are. A second trigger for mom guilt is when we're at work, we're guilty about what we're missing at home. When we're at home, we're guilty that we're not putting in more time or effort at work. It goes on and on forever. I taught part-time and stayed home part-time. Holy cow, was that hard. There was nothing worse than dividing my time. I would actually come home on my lunch break to nurse my daughter. Then I'd race back to school to pick up my students from recess. And I never felt like I was excelling at either one. Why did I do that? Because I was supposed to do everything right. I was supposed to be perfect at it all. And I can tell you that that's not true. I can tell you that you can't do it all, but you probably won't hear me because that's what we think. It's what's ingrained in our minds. I don't know how it got there. Maybe it's Mrs. Cleaver's fault or Mrs. Huxtable who made us think that we could be perfect and do it all, but we can't. Often moms that work full-time feel guilty that they don't want to stay home full-time even if they financially can. Why? We are all so blessed to be different. We all have different needs and different desires. And different strengths. And thank God we do. We need women to kick ass in the workplace. We need moms to kick ass at home that love using their strength as a PTA president and a room mom. We all need each other. We need everyone to be amazing at what they choose to be amazing at, not all of it. And we need women to cheer other women on. So where do you put that guilt? How do you quiet it? The only thing you can do is the extremely hard work of retraining your brain. You and only you have to work hard every day to remind yourself that you are doing the best that you can. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to do it perfectly. Here's what I challenge you to do. When you have some quiet time to yourself, sit alone in a comfy place. Quiet your mind. Just sit and breathe for a few minutes. Then ask yourself what is really important to you. Just let those thoughts flow for a while. Sort out what is important to you and separate those things from the things that are important to your spouse or your kids or your parents. What is important to you? Once you've sifted through all the crap, write down the top three to five things that rise to the top. Now kick ass at those. Let the rest go. In the show notes, you'll find a link to my ebook and in it, there's a list for you to fill out called the not to do list. I encourage you to do that. Let go of what you can and hold tight onto Only those things that are extremely important to you. This is a really big one. This is really an important challenge because it's going to help in so many areas. If you can really identify the things that you want to be amazing at. The third trigger for a lot of parents is that they lost their temper or shouted, or behaved in a way that they're not proud of. Well, hello, human. We put a lot of guilt into this category, and this is one where guilt very easily turns into shame. But let me ask you this. Have you lost your cool with your husband? Made a mistake at work? Said the wrong thing to a friend? I'm guessing yes. What happens then? is a feeling of guilt that you correct with a conversation or an apology or correction in your behavior. Your guilt at losing it creates an uncomfortable feeling that you correct by making it right. That's a healthy reaction. That is the example of where guilt is actually good. This is the same reaction that would be a healthy response to shouting at your child. You feel guilty, and it's a reminder to you that you don't want to feel that way, so you correct it. You apologize. Your child sees that you care, sees that you love him or her enough to get down on their level, and humbly apologize for shouting. That speaks volumes and also models the correct behavior for when they shout or act hurtfully towards others. Where we get in danger is when you feel shame about the way you reacted and believe that you are a horrible parent or that you are unfit. That is shame. That is the crap feeling that makes you want to crawl into a hole. Reframe it. Allow the guilt to remind you that you need to make some changes, but do not let the shame eat at you and lie to you that you are a horrible mom. You are human. Humans make mistakes and humans learn from their mistakes. Losing your cool is a message that either you need to get more help, you need to come up with some better strategies for your frustration, take a time out or change some rules. One thing that I know makes a difference is when you're wound up too tight. If you are stressed, exhausted, anxious, distracted, your fuse is bound to be shorter. If you're able to spend a little time nurturing your soul, you're going to lose your shit a lot less frequently. Don't believe me? Try it. I swear it works. In the next couple of newsletters, you will find some journal prompts that will help you to really investigate what is happening when you snap. And by doing, Kind of peeking into that, it's going to give you some clues about what you can do to prevent it from happening more. But again, it's okay to feel the guilt because it's going to make you make some changes. Don't let it turn into shame. We all lose it sometimes. Trigger number four. Too much screen time, too much junk food, fill in the blank. All right. We shame ourselves. But there's also a lot, unfortunately, of intentional or unintentional mom shaming. Mom shaming comes from a deep place within the other mom where she feels bad about herself. So if a mom is trying desperately to convince you that you should let your baby cry herself to sleep, or you should never let your baby cry herself to sleep, or that you should only feed organic food to your child, or that she should only take honors classes, that's the only way she's going to get into a perfect college, whatever is being pushed, take a step back and ask yourself, isn't it entirely possible that she's actually trying to convince herself? Isn't it? possible that the mom with the perfect homemade gluten-free cupcakes on Instagram is posting them because she's trying to make herself feel better that she's got 14 loads of laundry that need to be folded. We need to remember the filter. All right. I'm talking about two different kinds of filters here. The first is the obvious filter that we all know about, but we often forget about that is the literal filter. That is social media. We know deep down that when a mom posts about a triumph that she's proud of. She should be proud of it, but she's not posting about the blood, sweat, and tears that it took to get there. She's sharing her awesome tofu tacos that her kids can't get enough of, but isn't telling you that she had a knockdown dragout fight with her teen five minutes earlier. That's okay. Moms should toot their own horns once in a while. Please feel proud they should share their accomplishments and the rest of us should cheer them on but we have to do so realizing that there's more to their story i know that logically we all know this but it's super easy to forget it remember the list that you made earlier about what's important to you if being an amazing cook that creates masterpieces from organic ingredients made it to the top of your list then praise that mom Learn from her. Embrace her as an expert. Don't feel jealous of her. Be inspired by her. Knowing that obviously the items on the top of her list align with the items on the top of your list. If, however, cooking did not make it to the top of your list, why are you even giving it a second thought? It's not important to you. Let it go. Look for the Instagram posts about the mom that created a foundation to help kids with dyslexia. Let her be an inspiration to you or whatever it is. The bottom line is I hope that when we see posts that each other post, we can be proud and inspired or proud with the ability to say, good for you, not for me. And if you come across the shaming parent, clap on your Wonder Woman cups and deflect that bullshit. Any parent that is intentionally pushing her agenda or shaming other moms that do not do the things the same that she is, is either trying desperately to convince herself that she's doing the right thing or has surrounded herself so completely with her own filter of how things should be that she's not allowing herself to see any reality other than the one that she's living in. Again, revisit the difference between guilt and shame. If you're feeling guilty that your kiddo ate chicken nuggets three nights this week, is that guilt encouraging you to make a change? If so, then it's a useful feeling. If you're feeling guilty that your kiddo ate chicken nuggets because you think you should be feeling guilty, but you're really okay with it because you were swamped and you didn't have time to make dinner those nights and they're happy, then let it go. Do not let it turn into shame that you are a horrible parent. If you are feeling bad about yourself, that you let your 10-year-old watch Friends because your friend is appalled that you would let them watch that, but you've discussed it with your child and you've made a decision based on your knowledge of your child, then let it go. You are too busy to make space in your brain for shame that is imposed on you by other people. To steal an expression from my friend, Flick it like a booger. You are doing the best that you can, and your best is likely to change from day to day. Next trigger. Big one. I should love every moment of parenting. Okay. Let me paint you a picture. You have met the person of your dreams. You cannot get enough of him or her. You spend every opportunity you have together. You dream of the life you will create, and eventually you get married in the most majestic ceremony and leave the wedding together, riding off into the sunset with stars in your eyes. Fast forward a few years. Still love every second together? I'm guessing no. Still glad you're married? I'm hoping yes. My point is that even the most perfectly planned and star-aligned relationship has its moments. That's the same as having kids. No one faults you for having moments where you feel that you're in a little over your head or a lot over your head. No one, at least no one who has been there, questions why you need a break. Is it because you don't love your kids or you're a horrible parent? No, it's because you're human. So if possible, cross this one off your list with a Sharpie. No one loves every minute of parenting ever. Ever. Okay, here's another one that I hope you can get the sharpie out for. Intentional guilt. As if we do not have enough self-inflicted shame and guilt, our kids can lay it on thick. Just as we have spent the last 12, 14, 18, whatever years studying our kids, they've spent it studying us. And they know our buttons. And the one that says guilt on it is big and red and right in the middle of our chests. Guess which is their favorite button to push. You have to work again. Or my sister didn't have to go to bed at nine. They know exactly what to say to make you feel bad. So my advice here is the same as above. Identify what's happening. Know that they are using the strategy to get what they want. You raise smart kids. They know how to get what they want. Ask yourself if they have a valid point. Really ask yourself, and if they do, address it, and if not, Wonder Woman them. Deflect that shit right off your soul. Nice try, kid. I'm on to you. A couple more quick thoughts that come up a lot. Feeling guilty that you aren't a fit mommy. You see the moms out there in their cute little Lulu leggings, and you're like, dang, girl, I do not look like that. Okay, did that make it to the top of your values list? If it did, make time to prioritize that so that your guilt doesn't turn into shame. If it's on your top five, scoot everyone out of your way and get after it. If it didn't make it to your top five, let it go. Know that it isn't your tip-top priority and love your beautiful self just the way you are. Don't waste time wishing for something that isn't even on your list. Feeling bad that you need time alone? Get to know yourself. Are you an introvert? I am. It took me decades to realize that. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that know me that would like to pop me on top of the head and say, seriously, you didn't know that about yourself, but I didn't. It doesn't mean that I don't like people. I do, but I get my energy from quiet. When I realized that it was an actual basic need of mine, I etched out time to re-energize by being alone. I became a much more pleasant person. Instead of pushing through when I needed to re-energize and being a reactive parent, I gave myself a little bit of time guilt-free and I was actually a much kinder person. So what's the takeaway here? We could talk about mom shame all day, but here's what I really want you to hear. Learn to identify the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt can be useful as it can cause you to question your actions. Shame makes you feel like crap. Crumple it up and get rid of it. Get to know yourself. Know what makes you tick know what your personal values are and learn what you need and then get what you need. Take the word should out of your vocabulary. Stop doing things and feeling things because you think you should align what you do with your top five values. Remember that being a mom is part of who you are. You are complex and detailed and amazing and being a mom is part of that so eliminate the voices that tell you that you have to define yourself solely as that finally we have been led to believe that being a mom is self-sacrificing it is not enough said it's not if this resonated with you I highly recommend that you download four pillars of mindful parenting. This guide goes hand in hand with what we've talked about and will really help you look within for some self-reflection and offer some actionable steps to help you eliminate shame in parenting. We are all doing the best that we can on any day. Go ahead and throw in a global pandemic and we're just trying to get through cut yourself some slack, give yourself a break, and know that you are crushing it. Hang in there, you guys. You're doing great.